Welcome to this week's Sports Insight Extra podcast for Formula 4 Media in Great Neck, New York. Formula 4 Media publishes vertical trade magazines, Textile Insight, Sports Insight, Footwear Insight, Outdoor Insight, and Sports Style. And it also publishes digital magazines, Sports Insight Extra once a week, Footwear Insight Extra twice monthly, and Textile Insight Extra once a month. Now it's time for this week's podcast. Welcome to the latest Sports Insight podcast. This is Bob McGee. Last week, I attended the inaugural kick show from the Running Industry Association that took place in Denver, and I was able to catch up with a number of key running executives and running shop owners and buyers. The event, organized by the RIA and its executive director, Terry Shallow, is aiming to change the way the Run Specialty Channel does business. The No Frills Working Show featured spring-summer 2020 product lines, presentations by product line managers from 24 key brands, to more than 70 U.S.-run specialty shop buyers and executives. And separately, there were top-to-top face-to-face meetings between retail shop owners and brand executives during Kick. What follows are some comments by key attendees, starting with the RIA's Terry Shallow. The industry is saturated with trade events, and we knew we had to do something completely differentiated. So a completely different format. Than- yeah, and it also had to be focused on a... Everything we do has to benefit our membership, whether they be, you know, and brands and retailers both but belong. Right. So everything needs to benefit them. And so we need, we knew that if we were going to do some sort of event uh, or show for, for our members, it, it really needed to resonate with them. And as we started asking questions about what that might be, the, the feedback that we got consistently was it needs to be cost effective and it needs to be time efficient. Right. So that was, that was you know, out of the gate, we right. knew, and they just, no one wanted another, and not, this is nothing against any other trade event that's right. out there, they wanted something that was really focused on getting the work, so it, it was, it became very clear from the start that they wanted something that was really focused on just getting work done, and that's defined primarily by being able to show a lot of product, and, and then we also, we asked a lot of questions, what do you get out of trade shows? And the answer that primarily came back was, we're not really sure. We don't know. It's We feel like we go to trade shows because we feel like we have to be there. Yeah. And he right. asked the question, well, did you generate a lot of orders that came out of the show? Right. It's hard for us to tell. So right then, we knew that we needed to create something that that was um, where they could just focus on, on telling their product and brand story and doing it in, and, um, and seeing as many retailers as possible. So at a typical trade event, you might have uh, you might have product presentations in your booth, but it's there's all this noise and there's right. distractions and and it's just not that efficient. And so we knew we needed it to be very very focused. And, and so the whole idea of private meeting spaces came up. And then how do you keep the cost down? Well, you don't you don't want to ship in an expensive booth or have to create an expensive right. booth. So creating their present presentation spaces for them oh, was a differentiator for us. Okay. And so. And you would say this event, I mean, I don't want to bring up your competitor, but I guess the competitor would be the running event. How this mm-hmm. differentiates from that? Well, and that's a, the running event is is a, a terrific, you know, uh, event for our channel, and we, of right. course, support that idea. But it's a networking show. Right. And it's about a lot of programming and education. Right. Ours is completely focused on seeing product lines. But then we added another layer because a lot of the brands, particularly the smaller brands, said, you know, we don't have the bandwidth nor the resources to get out in the field and, and really be able to sit in front of a store owner or what have you and tell our brand story and help them understand what it is that we're trying to do. Right. And we don't have that opportunity to connect with them. And we said, well, what if we create a format where we can deliver, you know, 60, 70 
retailers, owners to you and, and give you that opportunity. That was another foundational premise of the show. It's not just about seeing product. It's about what we're calling these top-to-top meetings where um, at the same time that store buyers are seeing product line presentations, you. and by the way, those product line presentations are from product line managers. These are the people that created the product. Nothing against sales reps. There's a lot of very skilled presenters. Right. But when you're hearing the product story and, and how, how they conceived the product and how it was built, it just you, resin, you make better buying decisions. Right. And doing it in a small group presentation format where you're getting feedback from your peers on the products that may or may not work out there in the, in the field. So we think that's invaluable. But And then the top-to-top meetings were really about the brands to get connections to these store retailers and bring them all, deliver them to the, to the brand rather than, you know, there's no way a, a brand executive could get out in the field in a season and see 65, 70 retailers. Right. No way. Right. So we're going to put them in front of them and allow them to talk about what it is that's important to them, how they're supporting the channel, you know, what their initiatives are. And then the retailers, on their hand, can can talk to the brands. Um, they can challenge them on their distribution strategies. They can help educate them. So it's this, we're creating these connections both on the product side and on kind of the business side of the channel that, that really helps kind of bind them together and creates this collaborative conversation. And and that's what our whole mission is as a trade organization. So when we conceived the show and we built the show, it's, it, it aligned perfectly with what our mission is, is to create this collaborative level of communication with uh, our membership, brands and retailers, so all boats rise. Now let's hear from Scott Gravett of Nike. Yeah, we're here at the, at the kick show on purpose. Okay. Um, we've we feel like the running specialty channel is super important for Nike. And there's a little bit of a perception that sometimes we're in it and sometimes we're out of it. And, you know, right. I think it's pretty fair to say that some, of your, some years we've been in knee deep, some years we've been in waist deep, and right now we're in, we're in you know, up to our ears um, in the running specialty channel. We're in more than we've been arguably in years past. Okay. Um, also, I mean, this is a super authentic channel for us. Right. We're not looking for giant commercial gains. This isn't the only channel that we right. do business in. Right. And we're bigger than running. Right. But at the same time, running is... But authenticates, I mean, you don't need authenticity yeah. given up what New Baggies yeah. beginnings, but yeah. still... Right. We always need authenticity. Okay. There's no brand that can be authentic in and of itself. Like, that's part of what we see, part of what we know from millennials, is that they just don't trust big brands and big corporations to be telling the truth all the time. So when we tell people something in a mono-branded environment, it doesn't have as much weight as when Guy Perry tells it from Salt Lake Running Company oh, in a right. multi-branded environment. Right. Right, so if Guy Perry pulls a pair of shoes off the wall and says, this is the best pair of shoes for you, Guy Perry's telling the truth. And you go to a Nike store... So these retailers store, are giving you the yeah, additional authenticity? They're giving us a, a little more authenticity than okay. we could get, especially to a younger crowd. But, I mean, that's, just, that's a side benefit of why we're here. We're here because this is running. Okay. And Nike loves running. It's, it's our history. It's our heritage. We like to say that we had the first running specialty store. If you go back to the late 60s, 3107 Pico Avenue in Santa Monica, California, started by Jeff Johnson, that was one of the first, if not the first store that was only running.
Next up, Ike Avalier of 361 offered comments about the kick show. For, for 361 being one of the newer brands and growth brands within the run specialty space, this is a great opportunity for us uh, over a concentrated uh, time to be able to, to have uh, quality uh, touches with our retail partners, to be able to have them hear from the leadership team of the brand uh, what our brand direction is, uh, what our product direction is, and uh, you know just some of the some of the opportunities and that, that we we can foster through you know open conversation now let's hear from tom Colio, the vp of running for new balance first heard about this show what i was intrigued with was the new format frankly and i think the days of a big booth and standing around and then waiting for appointments and and having conversations where it's really often a one-sided conversation of us on the vendor side sort of selling when i heard about this show what i liked about it is the intimacy um getting into conversations that are you know in dialogue and for me personally just just this first day and a bit last night i've I've met a ton of new faces which in the past i think you, you you get in a situation where you end up talking to the same same people which is great we've known each other many right. of us for 20 years or more but today it's been fun meeting a lot of new new owners um new people embedded in some of the shops that have been around a while so that part's been really cool okay. i think i've met dozens of new people already here so that's been really good okay. again it's the the intimacy and the dialogue in the product room and also in these what we're calling the top to top meetings have really been really been refreshing relative to again just being at a expo hall you know in a booth right, so right, the right. format is fresh and it's new and I um and uh, so far it's been been really great. Uh, now I'm speaking with uh, Todd Dahlhauser, the president of Ultra, which is part of VF Corp. Uh, good afternoon, Todd. Uh, maybe first, just tell me about you know why Ultra's involvement with the show and how you find the show. First of all, I think it's important just to mention that I am an RIA board member, so was involved okay. in the planning of oh, the well, okay. from the original thought of of the cake show. So so maybe I'm a little bit biased, but I think that. One of the things that we have to acknowledge as an industry, we've had such significant change uh, starting with 2014 that's been driven by the consumer. And I'd say that, you know, perhaps we were a little bit slow as an industry to react to all the behavioral changes that the consumer uh, had. But um, this show, it represents a great opportunity of how we need to evolve in, as an overall industry, uh, where we need to remove kind of, you know, uh, perhaps bringing in big, you know, fixtures and structures and, and let's just get down to brass tactics and talk about business right. and what we can all do as a collective industry to get better uh, and then have create an environment that allows, you know, vendors and, and, and retailers to come cool. together and talk about their specific businesses um, and how they can improve together through through those partnerships. The final comments on this podcast uh, about the kick show are from Mike Constantino, owner of the Big Peach running company chain of seven stores in Atlanta. We made the decision to come to the kick show after a great conversation with Terry who outlined not just what could happen but what the purpose was and if this was going to be something that we could lean into every year, these were the things that would need to happen. And so for me, understanding that we'd have the good fortune of bringing our footwear buyer as well, it allowed me to say, well, instead of just suggesting that we are going to wait for the brands to determine the agenda or to determine the topics that we would have conversation, we were also going to have some of our own core initiatives. So for example, this year is our 15th anniversary. We've developed some programming and some things that we believe will have application well into 2020, maybe 2021. Okay. And instead of just laying that into the territory managers and saying, hey, figure this out or take it to your senior leadership, let us know what you think, we tied it into the fact that those team members that they were going to have to connect with anyway were going to be with me and Joe here in Denver.
So having conversations about whether it's with some brands super tactically about 15th anniversary or other brands who have not yet responded or committed to be able to say, look, our timeline is such, we would rather you so say easier this face isn't to face, going to work easier out. easier face-to-face than Always. an email. Okay. Yep, absolutely. Okay, cool. And what would you say uh, the, the overall running issue, the broad issues are pertains to your business? Is it product? Is it the tariffs? What are the Going into 2020, are there any couple of issues that are for the product and for the business of the... Sure, well, you know, tariffs, everybody's talking about tariffs, and of course, everybody would like to know more than what they do. I think right now it's largely speculation. Right. So to be able to say that's a priority of ours would be untrue. In terms of product, we have great product people. That's not me. I always love hearing about product, but I don't know that I would have an opinion that says, gosh, product's as good as it's ever been, or product's a notch or two behind what it should be. My thing right now, everything has to do with number of transactions. Our biggest priority... When you look at the last three years, our dollar volume is in really good shape. Okay. But the number of tickets that we have are not, in my opinion, where they both could and should be. So if I look out the next 12 or 24 months, how do we get more people the door? Right, okay. It doesn't have to be UPTs. It doesn't have to be average transaction size. Those things are important. We've lived off those in the last couple of years. Right. But we absolutely now need to get more people than what came last month or what came last year in the same month through our front doors.